Welcome to the How to Love Yourself No Matter What podcast. My name is Amanda Hess, and I am a certified life coach. If you are like me, you know that self-love is important. But did you know that it's the number one thing missing when it comes to creating a life you love? Listen in, friend. I'm going to share all my secrets because you deserve to love yourself starting now. Hello, and welcome to episode number 15, how to befriend your brain and your body. Okay. So I was at spin class this morning and as you probably know, I've talked about this before. I go to spin. I try to go five days a week, but it doesn't always work out that way, but that's always the goal. I like to go in the morning. I like to go at 6 a.m. That's a time that just really works well for me. It energizes me for the rest of my day, which I really love. It also drops my brain into my body, which I find so important um, for myself, for my own self-care, for kind of getting through my week. Um for really sort of also being there for myself, like spin class is something that I find to be quite supportive for me. It helps me support my brain and support myself, um, support my body, all of the things. So yesterday though, I was at spin class. I want to talk about yesterday's spin class today because I think this is the most important thing. Um, and the most important part. So it's always really interesting, right? When you work out because different instructors bring different flavors of whatever they're doing. And in this particular class, the girl that was teaching it, um, and it's an instructor at my little spin studio here in Kamloops, she was cueing a really hard climb. And I don't know if you've ever done spin before, but if you haven't, it's it's relatively simple. I mean, you're in a dark room, you're on a spin bike, you have clip shoes, you're clipped into the bike, and you really are the one that's in charge of your dial and how hard you want that class to be. So they cue you to make it harder and they tell you, you know, you want to add more and then you add as much as you want. But sort of the goal is to kind of add as much as you can tolerate depending on where you're supposed to be. So, but when you do a hard climb, you know, what's happening is, is you're making the tension really, really high. So it's really hard to move your legs. And one of the things that she said as we were going through it, and it was a long climb. One of the things that she said is, you know, just notice the feedback from your body. And I really did think that it was such a powerful reframe because so often So often in fitness, we're told to go hard or embrace the suck or feel the pain or power through. And honestly, like I grew up in the same world as you and my mind immediately wants to get into a fight with the hard work. I want to yell at my body to get moving. I want to be mad at my body for being tired. I want to be mad at my body for being sore or for being able unable to go as fast as I want it to go, or for it being hard for my lungs to get oxygen <laughs> to my brain. And also at the same time, because it's summer, you know, you're sweating, like it is an air conditioned space and there are fans, but it's definitely hotter in the summertime. So you sweat more. And I just noticed this propensity of mine. And I know that this is really true for so many of us because we all grew up with the same messaging to go hard, to fight with your body, to fight through the pain. That's what we're sort of taught to do. 
And I really have learned through the years with my body and my brain that I don't want to be in a fight with them. (laughs) Okay. Um, First of all, because they're a part of me, right? My brain and my body are part of me, all of me. So, so often when we talk about loving ourselves, we do have this detachment in that we're mad at our brain for not liking our body, right? And we're mad at our body for not performing the way we want it to perform and not looking the way that we want it to look. And we get into this relationship with ourselves that is super, super toxic, right? And I believe that if you are a woman that's living right now, the chances that you have a toxic relationship like this are extremely high. I would say almost every single woman has this relationship with herself um, in certain degrees, right? But when I was in this class and I heard her cue, you know, to notice the feedback from your body, I think it's so fascinating to think of it like this because while you're spinning and you're working and you're pumping your legs and it's hot and it's hard and your heart rate is elevated and you're sweating and it's you know 6:15 maybe in the morning or 6:30 or whenever you're doing it your body is giving you feedback it's saying hey this is really really hard or like hey you didn't eat the greatest last night and i'm feeling this or you drank too much or we didn't go to bed early enough for this or we worked out really hard yesterday and this is really hard for me that's sort of some of the feedback that our body is giving us like oh this is actually really hard for me and we can look at that and go oh well you think it's hard well too bad get going get to work go harder but i just want you to think about if you were having a conversation with somebody that you really cared about and they said to you, you know, this is really, really hard. I'm having a hard time with this. You know, this stuff all happened and I'm really not getting where I want to go or I'm just not sure if I can make it. How would you help that person? What would you do? What are the, um, what are the words you would say? What is the energy that would be brought behind it? And I I mean, I assume, I don't know for sure, but I would assume that you would be like me and that you would be like, oh my gosh, I know it is really hard, but I promise you, you can definitely do it. I've seen you do harder. You can absolutely get this done. I believe in you. You've got this. This is going to be hard, but it's going to be so worth it. That's how we would talk to another person. But when we're talking to our body, right, we're like, screw you, get going, (laughs) right? And I just want you to like really think about that and consider how that is a toxic way to talk to somebody. And that if you were in a relationship with somebody, if you were in a friendship with somebody, you would never put up with that as being the way that somebody talks to you because you would just not stay in that relationship. Like this person would no longer be your friend, right? And So we want to be really thinking about befriending our brains and befriending our body. So in the realm of working out and befriending our body, I really consider what that should or could look like, right? Because while my body is giving me feedback and saying, this is really hard, I do consciously think it's okay. You can definitely do this. 
yeah, this is really, really hard, but you can, I've seen you do more. You can do, you can do this for sure. You've got what it takes. I'm with you. I will stick with you the whole way. I will encourage you all the way to the end. That is literally what I'm consciously thinking while I'm participating in that class. And what it does, not only does it make it more likely that you will get more physically out of that class, but also it makes it much more of a pleasant experience for you, which is going to give you the added benefit of you having the pleasure of the actual class where the class is not torture and hell because you don't treat yourself like you deserve to be tortured. And you also get those extra endorphins that you get after the class, you get all of the added benefit of being kind to yourself in that moment. So it's a double whammy of goodness, right? Because whammy number one is that you're actually being kind to yourself. So that actually helps you with your relationship with you. It increases your confidence. It increases your trust in yourself, but also it gets you closer to where you want to go physically. It gets you closer to the goal that you're trying to accomplish, whatever that might be for you. So I really want you to contemplate what that might look like for you as you're moving along and you're having your relationship with your body. What do you want that relationship to look like? Who do you want to bring to that relationship? I would encourage you to bring somebody kind, understanding, encouraging, fun, friendly. (laughs) Think about somebody you want to be friends with. That's the person that you want to bring to the relationship with you and your body. And, you know, you can like extrapolate that to you and your appearance. Who's going to be the friend here? And the thing is, this does require conscious thought. So this isn't never going to be your default, but you can make it into a habit because if you continually, first of all, open yourself up to the idea of, could I be my friend right now when it comes to my body? Could I be my friend right now when it comes to my appearance? If you open up that window, if you make that a place where you want to go, it's going to feel good. And things that feel good, we're more likely to do, if that makes sense, right? I get asked a lot of times about motivation. Like, how am I motivated to get up and go to spin class at 6 a.m.? And I'm not motivated. That is actually not the energy that I'm tapping into when I go to spin. What I am is I'm committed to the experience that I want to have. I'm committed to me. I'm committed to my body. And I just know my body likes it. And I like it because my body likes it. And then sometimes my body complains a little bit and I don't make that a problem. I don't get mad at my body because it's complaining. When I get that feedback, I partner with my body. Now, the same thing can be extrapolated over to your brain, okay? So a lot of times when people come to me, when they're talking to me about the emotions that they're experiencing and they're telling me how overwhelming they are and so how hard they are and how they want to be able to stop themselves in the moment, I totally get it because I've totally been there. And the thing is, you don't need to be motivated to stop and you don't need to 
be on yourself for the behavior and have punishment lined up for yourself, you don't need any of that. What you do want to know is that when you're having an emotion and that emotion is taking place in your body and there are sensations going on, that is feedback, right? Same as in spin class, it's feedback. So you get this feedback and we have a choice when we have that feedback coming from ourselves. We have a choice. We can befriend ourselves in that moment or we can go hard, right? We can really go after ourselves. We can like fight with ourselves for feeling that way and be mad at ourselves because that's what we're experiencing and be upset about the behaviors that we take after we take those behaviors. And it just doesn't work. That's why it it's just something that I don't believe in because it does not work. It's never worked. And I've yet to see anybody tell me that it does work because when we really dig around and look, what we realize is that actually it makes it worse. So if you think about befriending your brain, and if you think about who do you want to be for your brain when your brain is freaking out, and who do you want to be when your emotions tip over that tipping point? Do you want to be your friend or do you want to be, you know, the taskmaster, the boss, the meanie, like whatever you want to call it, right? And I think that if you're listening to this, you probably already know that you want to be the friend, but then you're asking me like, how do I be the friend? And I have a great example. So my son, my 12-year-old, he loves playing video games. I'm sure all 12-year-old boys do. And of course, my kids are home right now. It's summer here in Canada. They have still got another full month and a bit off of school. And so they're home and they're gaming sometimes. And I heard my son gaming and he was getting frustrated. And I could hear it because he was getting vocally upset. And when I went down there, my first instinct was to be mad at him. But It's so interesting to me because when's the last time that you were upset and somebody was mad at you that you stopped being upset? Like, I'm pretty sure the square root of never, right? And as I felt that instinct to be like upset that he was upset over something that I didn't think was worth being upset about, I realized that I could just give him a hug and I could be like, I'm so sorry you feel this way. It's okay. You're fine. I love you. Maybe it's time to move on to something else. You can come back to this later. And in doing that, he was able to relax and he was able to calm down and breathe and see his surroundings and put himself back in his body. And where I'm going with this is that we want to be able to start doing that for ourselves. We want to be the person that looks at ourselves and looks at the emotion and the emotional experience that we're having at any moment, or maybe the thought that you're having that you don't want to be thinking. And we want to befriend that part of us. We don't want to be pushing her away. We don't want to be mad at her. We don't want to be yelling at her. We want to look at it as this is feedback. And so this feedback tells me about the experience that I'm having in this moment. And That experience is very real in that moment. And even though it may not be the truth, and even though it may be these old beliefs or this old trauma that you're carrying with you, we want to befriend ourselves in that moment in that we are struggling. It's hard. It's difficult. 
we are having a hard time. So if we're going to befriend ourselves in that moment, it's like, oh my gosh, I know this is really hard. I've got you. I'm here for you. I know you can do this. You can do hard things. I've seen you do harder. This won't last forever. You're going to be okay. That is befriending yourself, right? And it does require intention. It does require an awareness outside of that moment, which is why coaching is so valuable. That's why coaching is so life-changing. That's why so many people go and do coaching and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I never knew this. And it's because it really is the opportunity sometimes for somebody else to see what you can't see and for somebody else to help you tap into that part of yourself, which is why I always offer a free call in my podcast, right? Because I want to give you the opportunity to have a different experience with yourself. If you have that different experience with yourself, all of the other troubling behaviors that you're noticing about yourself, they will take care of themselves because you will be able to tap into what you already know. You already know what you like. You already know what you don't like. You already know what you actually care about. Even if right now when you're listening to this, you're like, I don't, (laughs) I promise you, you do. It's just that we have lived so long with a, a sort of way of being and that we refuse to listen to the feedback from our body. And instead, we just want it to shut up. We just want it to be quiet so we can be calm. That's what we want. That's what we desperately want. But actually, you don't want that because when you do that, how we go about it is frequently numbing out, freaking out, running away. And what ends up happening is we become more and more and more disconnected with ourselves. And what I want is for you to become more and more and more and more connected with yourself. I know for me that that has like been the life-changing work that I've done for myself. And so that's why I know it is the life-changing work for you. I've seen multiple clients work through this. So as you're walking away from this podcast today, I would like you to think about how can you frame your day? And here's what I mean by that. I had it on my Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, you're going to want to go over and find me. I'm the borderline personality coach on there. That's my Instagram handle. Um, And I'm in there all the time. And in my stories, I put a whole bunch of tools, tricks I use, all the things. So that's a really great place for you to get more exposure to what I'm teaching you here. But if you think about framing your day, what I mean by that is that you wake up in the morning and you do whatever you do in your morning. Stuff that I would encourage you, things that, you know, soothe your nervous system. We've talked about this before, right? But then you want to think about who is the person that you're bringing with you to do all of the things today? Who is the person? What is she thinking? What is she feeling? We want to be thinking about that in advance. We want to be bookending our day with that, in that this is the person that I am. Not like I need to be different. I need to act different. I need to make more money. None of that. But today I'm a person who is befriending myself. That's the person I'm bringing with me today. I'm going to bring kindness 
towards me and towards all the people I meet today. And that's how you frame your day. Because if you do that and you make that a practice, it literally takes seconds. You don't need a fancy journal. You don't need a fancy pen. You don't need a special spot in the corner. None of that. If you want to do that, great. That is going to be soothing for your nervous system and you love it. Awesome. Do it. But some days, even if you have that, you don't have time for that. Some days shit happens. Like the dog throws up, a kid's having some sort of emergency, your alarm doesn't go off. I mean, so many things can happen, right? And so you still can frame your day, even in those moments in that, who am I bringing with me today? The person, the version of me that's kind to me, that's compassionate towards myself, that understands that I'm a human being and I'm not a robot and I'm not always perfect, but I'm going to really, really be there for myself. I'm going to be there for my body. I'm going to listen to the feedback. I'm going to understand where it's coming from. And I'm going to just keep encouraging myself to keep going. If you do that and you do that on a regular basis, it will change your life. It will change your life for the better. I guarantee it. Okay. That's what I got for you today. Don't forget to come over and find me on Instagram. And if you want to book that call, you just go to amandahas.ca slash book a call. Okay. And then you can book that call with me and we'll get on a Zoom call and we'll have a conversation, just you and me, about what you're dealing with. And we can really assess what needs to be done just a little differently. Because what I will say to you is that none of this is out of your reach. No matter who you are, no matter what you've been through, none of this is out of your reach. I promise. Okay. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you here next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. You can look forward to a new episode of this podcast every week. And hey, if you like this podcast, do me a favor and leave a review. When you do, it helps this podcast grow and it allows me to help more women just like you. And if you just know that you need help putting this all together, why don't you book a free consult with me? We can talk about you and what's happening in your life and put a real plan in place to manage the stress and anxiety for good. Just head on over to amandahess.ca slash book a call to set that up.